Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Welcome to Cop On. This is a Mo Salah special in tribute to the Egyptian king, uh, the Egyptian king who has lit up our lives, who has, uh, you know, he's been, um, you know, uh, sort of a, a a candle to to any darkness that we've been feeling. He's been a, he's been a more than a candle. He's been a a roaring fire, a nice blaze. Uh, you know that you can sit next to, feel comfortable in, and um, he's he's an inspiration. Um, I was delighted that he uh, celebrated his two goals against Manchester United the other day um, by having chamomile tea, because so did I, and that makes me think of uh, you know how great minds think alike. Because I had chamomile tea and I also had a mint tea because I don't drink alcohol and it's the best way to celebrate is with a nice cup of tea. I've got a mint tea here because I'm ready to talk about Mo Salah, the Egyptian king. I'm with Nigel. I'm with Alan. Thank you very much for joining us, Nigel and Alan. Uh, Nigel, um, when you think, you know, just as a kickoff, when you think of Mo Salah, do you get the same sort of bubbly joy feeling throughout your entire body as I do? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's just... You know what it's like. Anybody uh, who supports football will know about this. It's just when you when you sign a new player, particularly a striker, you're always really hopeful. You know this could be the guy that gets us twenty goals a year, twenty five, thirty goals a year. Well, six years in a row for the one season wonder. You know what I mean? It's just it's he's been absolutely unbelievable. I think he surpassed any uh, expectations that any of us could have had when we signed him. Um, you know, he, we, he came into a team um, that already had Bobby and Sadio in there. And then he, he just scored on his debut against Watford, set up by Bobby, um, and just went on from there. Yeah, huge, huge part of everyone's, every Liverpool supporter's life at the moment because he's just given us so much joy. He really has. He really has. It's the joy. It's the joy is the word, isn't it, when you think of Mo Salah. Alan, what about you? I mean, I mean, there's a great answer by Nigel. Can you do? What are your sort of feelings? Very similar, I imagine. Yeah. Hi, guys. Sorry for being a bit late on. Um, That's a very perfect timing, really. Um, yeah, Mo Salah just uh, Mo Salah warms my heart. Just not just what he does on the pitch, but what he does off the pitch. He's just a special, a special type of person that that we love in our club. Um, my my memories of Mo start um, 2014 season that we nearly won the league um, when we were we were after Mo and as everyone remembers we had Gillette and Hicks who had um, this habit of trying to negotiate I always remember the fee for Mo was supposed to be 11 million and we went in and did our usual stuff we offered 8.5 then not to nine then nine and a half. And that, if everyone remembers, that's the season we, we were fighting to win the championship, the premiership. And I always remember Chelsea, Jose Mourinho just went in and bought that. They didn't go in and offer it 11 million, they just walked in and paid 13 million from. And that hurt me because I really wanted Salah at that stage. Uh, so when he came back a few years later, I was delighted. Um, I remember his first few games. And I remember in the 2017-18 season, myself and my two kids, my daughter, who was very young at the time, went over to... Uh, that wonderful match against Arsenal, and remember Mo scored that fantastic goal. I think it was the fourth goal. Um, he just outside our own box. He headed the ball down despite one of the Arsenal players having their boot up real high. He went the length of the pitch, scored that fantastic goal up in the Alley Road end. And so this is a real special place in my heart for him because that was the first day I turned around looking at two kids together, looking at a match, and uh, I love the chap ever since. I love everything he does. Uh, just so many memories of him. just so many memories of him. He's just he's unbelievable. Like we all have, he's just unbelievable. Excellent stuff. But did you say thirteen, fourteen? We had Gillette and Hicks. It was uh, it was FSG back then as well. Sorry, right? my apologies. Yeah. apologies. yeah, at the start of their um, yeah, at the start of their yeah, the start of their reign. Yeah, of the, yeah, well, the, the yeah. Sorry, that's correct. Yeah, sorry. No, it's um, okay. We all make mistakes. Thinking of speaking of mistakes, in the last episode, I made a couple of mistakes myself because we were talking about because you know it gets too too many when you talk about Mo Salah goals, exactly. and uh, we 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 weren't quite sure about how many he's actually got. So to clarify, if anyone listened to our last episode or watched our last episode, um, 
Liverpool's all-time top goal scorers in all competitions because they're they're the they're the ones that really count. If you forget the Premier League, as Fergus was saying, it's only thirty years old, whereas our history goes back to eighteen ninety-six and before, as Manchester United fans know. Uh, so we because we that was the last time we scored seven past them. But Liverpool's all-time top goal scorers are Ian Rush, number one. Uh, 346 goals in 660 appearances. Roger Hunt got 285 goals. Gordon Hodgson, 241. Billy Liddle, 228. Steven Gerrard, 186. Robbie Fowler, 183. And now Mo Salah, just five goals behind Robbie Fowler on 178. But the key thing for me is goals per games ratio uh, or games per goals, if you prefer. Um, so games per goals ratio. Uh, Ian Rush, for example, with his 346 goals is 1.91 games per goal. Roger Hunt, 1.73. Uh, Gordon Hodgson is the best with 1.56. He scored every 1.56 games for Liverpool. Gordon Hodgson, what a legend but he was playing 120 years ago. Football was a little bit different. Billy Little, 2.34 games per goal. Steven Gerrard, 3.82. Robbie Fowler, 2.02. And Mohamed Salah, 1.63. So in modern football, he's way ahead of everybody. Ian Rush, uh, let's say modern football started in the 60s, if you want to be generous, and Roger Hunt is way ahead of him. He's ahead of everybody apart from Gordon Hudson, and that is incredible. So he's he's he broke Robbie Fowler's Premier League record, having played 61 games less, and he's in all competitions, he's 78 games less than Robbie Fowler, but only five goals behind him. It's absolutely extraordinary. He's got 20 goals every season since he joined, so in six seasons. Um, I don't. I think that's a record for Liverpool, but I'm not sure. There were too many records. Ian Rush did well on. Ian Rush did that as well. So also six. Okay, yeah. They're the only two in the club's history. Wonderful stuff. Because we'll talk about it as we go on. But let's go through Mohamed Salah at Liverpool. Let's start when when he signed. I just need to find find the right place on my document here. So. Yeah, basically, I'm going to go through Wikipedia, which is full of the great goals and records as he goes through. Uh, and it starts with his first season at Liverpool, 2017-18. And Nigel, I'm just going to say off the bat, you said before, nobody expected him to achieve what he has achieved. Yes, that's true. You can't achieve. You can hope that someone's going to come in and score 20, uh, 20 goals in, in their first six seasons. But... Um, you know, how did you feel? Do you remember when Mo Salah signed? Um, you know, you know how it uh, how it goes. It's just you you, ho- you sign a striker and you're hoping. I hope this guy is is really really good. Like we'll be looking back at it and you're thinking about like we we all knew he played with Chelsea for a few games. I think he scored one Premier League goal for Chelsea. One or was, two. I think it was thirteen appearances and two yeah, goals. Two goals, something like that, right? And uh, you know, you, you, you've seen him playing with Fiorentina. You know, I was kind of you. We, we, we have a new sign, and let's watch what he does. And you see him playing for Fiorentina, and he looks looks a quick player. Looks like he's got good touch, can finish. You, you'll always hope with a striker. Yeah, he might get he might get twenty goals for us next season. And to Roma do too. Really Sorry to butt in, but and Roma too. Remember, he was and at Roma. Fiorentina and, and Roma on yeah. loan, and then That's he joined them permanently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, you're hoping he might score us a few goals, our new, uh, well, saying our new striker, but he's not. He's like he's never been a striker. He's always said he's a winger. You know what I mean? Let's just hope this guy's good. Well, <laughs> he's good. <laughs> he's all right. Absolutely. So, yeah, you were full of hope. Um, I'm delighted that uh, Brian's here as well. Brian, Brian, you've popped in for a chat about Mo. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Brian, what... Um, what uh, you know, like, what were your feelings? Do you remember where you were you like I was, like uh, on YouTube looking at his compilations for Roma and getting very excited with his link up with Edin Dzeko? Yeah, I remember when um, uh, I remember when we were linked with him first, and Chelsea basically stole him from us, uh, and I was really excited about that link up initially, um, and and I also remember that uh, football pundit um nina 
I can never pronounce her second name. She's not, she's, yeah, she's kind of, she can be easy on the eye at times. Um, and she, I remember her slagging him off going, Oh, it's terrible signing. And, uh, he's not going to do anything. He didn't pull up any trees over in Italy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I remember, I remember thinking I like the look of him the same way, you know, thinking I like the look of Connor Cody. Well, you know, I like Connor Cody. Um, Connor Cody, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember he's a good signing, and uh, I thought he'll do just nicely. Um, I thought it was a solid signing at the time. I didn't think he was going to turn out to be this signing, but I definitely thought he's a good addition to the squad. Well, totally. I mean, are you thinking of Mina Rizuki? I'm yeah. trying to think the journalist you're thinking of is it Mina Rizuki? Because I don't, I don't know. Yeah, she's like she does European football. Okay, yeah, she's on ESPN yeah. and CNN. That's and, right. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, uh, I'm giving away my taste in women a little bit there, but um... that's okay. I don't know who she is, but uh, I'm sure she's <laughs> yeah. very, very attractive. Well done, congratulations. She was ten years. Ago. I'm not sure. I haven't seen her for a while, so. Well, okay. I mean, all right, fair enough. But uh, you know, the, the, it, it, uh, this is International Women's Day. Let's uh, let's. Let's, uh, you yeah, know, absolutely. judge her on her, women. on her content of her words and what she Completely. says compa compared to how she looks. She's and a good, she's a good journalist, she's, actually. She, well, she's a good journalist, but she was full of, she got it completely wrong with Mo Salah. She a did. lot of people did she's it. A bad journalist that day. Yeah, well, that's it. A lot of people, a lot of people were getting it wrong, though, weren't they, Alan? When do you remember, like all the people who were like, "Well, he's a flop at Chelsea, so therefore he he would be a, a flop at Liverpool." I thought, I thought at the time that was a ridiculous thing because he'd had uh, two or three years away with Fiorentina, Roma on loan, and then Roma in a permanent deal. I thought that was a ridiculous uh, comparison to compare him to, like, whenever he was like twenty years old at Chelsea. We were signing a completely different player, weren't we? Exactly, yeah. He was a young player. Uh, as you said, there, he only got about 13 games or something for Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea are quite famous for having young, talented players and not using them correctly, especially under Mourinho. Um, but it was also this thing in, in, the, in the media all the time, oh, Chelsea flop, Chelsea flop. Like, how many 20-year-olds play 10 or 12 games for a team? They're not flops. So I never believed that. As I said, I, I, like Brian, I, I liked him before Chelsea got him. I liked him after. Um, so unfortunately, lots of um, the media-driven stuff, like, you know, when, when people hear things all the time on, on TV and stuff, for oh, Chelsea flop, Chelsea flop, it, it sinks into people's minds, like, you know. Um, but if you look past that, he always had the talent. He always had the, the drive, and you could see the hunger in him. So, yeah, that was I was delighted. Like Brian said, I was delighted when we signed him because... I just had that affection for him from before, and uh, of course, I didn't expect him to to score what he scored in the first season or to continue scoring that many. But what a player! Like just, I don't know. Just like you said, he tingles my heart when I think of him. Just everything is just fantastic. Absolutely. Totally, absolutely. I mean, Gary Richards is in the chat. Tally ho, Gary. He says Salah is a modern day great, and he really is. And this is how you start. Uh, being a modern day great is, uh, you know, um, he, so he signed on the 22nd of June 2017. He, he At that time, he was our record signing. He signed for an, an initial 36.5 million. So we finally got the uh, the hoodoo of Andy Carroll off the bat, which felt like a bit of a hoodoo. It felt like a bit of a every time I looked at record signings from different clubs and it was always like, Oh man, it just reminded me of what a poor decision that was like absolutely terrible decision that probably ultimately contributed, uh, was the major contributing factor into Damien Comely uh, losing his job. Uh, but anyway, um, so he took the number 11. If you remember, it was previously worn by Bobby Firmino and they, uh, Bobby took the nine uh, and uh, Mo took 11. And, you know, they say it takes a while to get used to the pace of the Premier League. This is one of these, um, you know, these cliches in football that are not true. It depends on the player. Um, and how about this for, for taking a while to settle in? Uh, so he scored on his debut against Watford. Um, and in many ways, this kind of goal in the 3-3 three, three against Watford, if you remember, awful defending. Mignolet was in goal, I remember. It was, uh, we should have won that game pretty easily. But if you remember, it was Bobby Firmino who had this sort of, it was kind of a shot. It was a looping over the goalkeeper. And Mo Salah just sped in and tapped home from one yard. It's a very memorable goal, that. Um, and Nigel, I think in a way, that sums up, that's one of my favourite Mo Salah goals. 
because what it does is it, it, it's very indicative of how intelligent his movement is that even though Bobby got his lobbed shot slightly wrong, it was going slightly wide. Mo Salah is always there ready on the last uh you know on the on the shoulder on the shoulder of the last defender and sprinting past them to mop up these kinds of chances you see it keep an eye on him i i, I do it every game you keep an eye on mo salah's movement whenever a player is having a shot from around the edge of the area who isn't mo salah mo salah is there on the other side of the box ready to sprint into any rebound and part of that is indicative of his incredible game intelligence isn't it Nigel? absolutely just uh, a little aside for one moment um the first number i ever wore when i played competitive football was number 11. it's always been my number down the years so that's I was, i've been waiting for a liverpool player who you know a big to big name number 11 so i can get it on my shirt and walk you didn't have elbert riera <laughs> yeah, I don't think Albert Riera had Albert Riera. Um, just when you when you mentioned that goal against Watford and he all that the fact that he always does it, he did it on Jordan Shakiri's debut against Southampton. If you remember the free kick and hit the crossbar, and Mo was in on it to knock it into the net. He did it against Crystal Palace, and kind of ended up in the back of the net like like a fish in the back of the net when he hit the against. I think one of the I can't remember who was it. I think we might have won the game three two, and and he he's he did one of those as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's always if you go down look down the years, there's always at least one a season. I think he's done that, following in shots or following in chances in case there's a, a deflection or a, or a hit the post or a spill by a goalkeeper. He's always there lurking around. Um, but if you look down the years, like there's so many different types of goals. It's everything. It's like headers for not a a big guy, uh, curled shots tap-ins, long-range missiles, everything. So, yeah, what a great player he's been for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he really does everything. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, and on, and, and uh, so he scored. He followed up with his 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 first goal at Anfield um, was uh, 12 days after that against uh, Hoffenheim, 12 days after Watford against Hoffenheim. And we remember that, that really crucially important uh, qualifier. Um, so we won that 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 game four two. We had a six three aggregate win against Hoffenheim. Uh, so after you know three days after scoring his first goal at Anfield, this is still in his first month. Um, he scored and assisted a goal in in the four 0 victory over Arsenal. And Alan, you said you were there. You were there at the ground. I, I was at four games. Yeah. Oh man, um, we did kind of a family trip. Um, my daughter Sarah was quite young, so um, myself and my son Adam went to the Hoffenheim game and brilliant absolutely brilliant night and then on this the weekend we went to the liverpool game so yeah and the interesting thing as well about, about that is everyone knows me by now i'm a people watcher and uh, like that was early on in mo's career and the whole game um club was on the sideline going up and down calling mo over telling them where to go where to do go to this position go to that position you know and you could see the you know, he, he, you could see straight away that he was his character. He was listening, yes, boss, yes, boss, whatever, going to do what he was told. And yeah, that 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 game was just fantastic. And you you know when you see a player in the flesh, you know you see the cameras not following him all the time. So you see he sees off the ball runs. You see him, you know, pointing where he wants the ball and stuff. And just just then games looking at him, you just knew what you. He confirmed what what you'd hoped that he was a special type of player, like and the atmosphere, like when he got the ball, it just it was just electric. You know, it's one of those players that like Darwin now comes to our club and the fans just take from instantly. Like it was just fantastic, and um, yeah, so we're quite lucky to see him early on in these days. Meet myself and Adam, and, and uh, you know, Adam has a good football knowledge and stuff, and he was saying straight away like this guy's going to be special. He, he actually he had more confidence than I had to be honest. <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was very lucky to see him in those few games. And as I said, it was the character off the ball that, that you could spot as well, like, you know, the, listening to Klopp. And, you know, I think the other beautiful thing about, about Mo as well, as we all know, is he, he's so placid on the pitch. He doesn't get involved in rows or pushing or shoving or screaming. You know, he just does his job. And I think that I think that makes him better because defenders that normally rough a fellow up and try and get a reaction just can't get one out of him. He's just, just a beautiful person. That's a really good point about his character. He's been booked five times in his in his career. Uh, four of them are for taking his shirt off, as uh, he did in that, that image that and we've got on screen. 
<laughs> and uh, you know it, 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 it's 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 funny of course you know that famous stat from the other day the seven nil um against manchester united at, at anfield in case anybody missed it liverpool beat manchester united seven nil uh, and mo salah scored two goals and he made two goals and um he was the man of the match. I thought that was really that was really the best performance I've seen him play for Liverpool. Or, but you know there are so many; it could be recency bias. Uh, but uh, I thought he was he was just unplayable. The only thing he could do was try and foul him, as I said the other day. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to when he, when he first joined, Arnold is so right to talk about his character. You know, he's he's got the humility. Okay, one thing I know a little bit about is music because I played music um, professionally for a year and a half or two years, and um, but I've played it all my life and I've met loads of musicians. And in the music world, you find loads of people who think they are, you know, the nads of the of the dog. You know, the 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 testes of of the wolf and they uh, are not and the best musicians are always without exception let me be 100% clear about this without exception modest about what they can do and how they do it you know if you say you know you meet someone like um you know i had i had a, my friend's dad he accompanied uh, jose carreras the amazing tenor, and he was really an incredible musician, stuck on the island of Jersey, uh, being a music teacher and a piano teacher, but he, he accompanied Carreras, he, he could play any style, he could listen to something, immediately play it, if it's a Chopin Nocturne, if it's Bach, he, he was one of the most amazing musicians I've ever met, and to speak to him, you'd be like, that was incredible, he'd be like, oh, apps no 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 absolutely not you know anyway who's for a cup of tea you know changing the subject because he just didn't want to talk about it mo salah is the same brian his, his character has been amazing yeah he is but i think i think nigel wanted to say something he had to sound he, he oh excuse me i was i was yeah. i was in my, busy in my you're, you're, in my you're like pontificating about music my and, nostalgia uh, yeah got the very, of very got completely out of the present nigel what do you want to very say very briefly uh mo salah has been booked more times than Man United have scored against us since 2018, I think. Excellent. They've scored one goal, Mo's been booked twice for taking his shirt off. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> magnificent. Magnificent. Um, so, Brian, yeah, I mean, his character is is incredible. The, the relentlessness. Oh, yeah. The I mean, it's, yeah, you could see that. He's unusual as a, as a striker in the modern game. You know, because you listen to anybody, they'll tell you striker, strikers have to be a little bit, they have to be arseholes <laughs> in order to be successful. They have to be, and, and he has got that killer instinct, but it was very obvious from early on that he was a different type of football player, very modest. Uh, there's a gentleness about him. And uh, he has got edge without having narrow, which is very rare. You, you don't see that very often. Like, you know, when he crosses the, the line that he's there to win and he's going to give it everything, but he's not trying to injure people. He's not trying to, you know, slap him in the nuts, get a rise out of them, whatever. And um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I've been incredibly proud to say that he's our star striker all this time, you know, and, and he's, he represents what we're all about. You know, the more players that we have like that in our team, it makes you walk a little bit taller it makes you uh, your head raise a little bit higher um because particularly with the fans who are not from liverpool um itself i mean it's more of an idea that you attach to you know the liverpool way and the decency and the working class roots of a club and uh he's just an honest guy and he puts in a shift and now He's gone from being a brilliant player to a legend to now, you know, looking at that picture that you've got there. So he's an iconic player, you know, uh, the play, the, and there's very few of those. There's very few club legends, but there's very few players that are truly iconic. And when people think back of these years in the premiership, the first name that will come to their mind is Mo Salah, you know, and these are not, not Liverpool fans, you know, he's, he, and he's done it without, with, being a nice guy the whole time never seen him lose the rag once you know um 
yeah what what a guy just what what an amazing guy great answer absolutely and going back to his his first season um you know we we were just i mean we only got as far as october when uh you know he he scored twice in a seven nil champions league win over maribor which was our joint largest ever away win in the competition at the time and now we've since equaled it against Spartak moscow i believe but um uh, and then on the 26th of, of november um he scored the opener uh, against chelsea but he refused to celebrate uh, partly out of respect for his former team chelsea uh, again a respectful guy uh, but also it was because it was a tribute to the victims of uh, the north sinai mosque attack that ha that had happened two days previously and um as an icon for uh, Islam and, you know, in, in, in a world where there is a lot of anti-Islamic press and Islamophobia around the world, he is someone who is an, an icon and someone who can, um, you know, just just absolutely negate all of the all of the ridiculous, like, um, you know, fear mongering uh, stories that go around because he's someone who you would you would love to uh you know i don't know go have a have a cup of tea with you know I keep going back to cups of tea but it's, uh, it's one of my favorite things and flying through that season of course that season he scored uh 44 goals and there there is only one player 43 goals i think in all comps and there is only one player it's always apart from ian rush uh he scored that was the most in all competitions uh that any any player um in liverpool's history uh, since 1892 has ever done you know back when you played seven players up front and you were just lumping it up front and each game finished 5-2 he scored you know no one had ever managed that so what a record um and you know just to put it in context uh i had it i had it somewhere yes robbie fowler's best ever total in all competitions in a single season was 36 goals and fernando torres was 33 and Mo Salah got 43 that season and I don't know Nigel like the thrill of watching Mo Salah knowing you're going to watch Mo Salah play and watch watch Mo Salah score obviously that season ended in real heartbreak because he deserved a lot more from that season football could be cruel yeah, absolutely. Um, like, so he's had some bad luck. Uh, like, with like, uh, apart from the Ramos thing, do you remember he got injured against uh, Newcastle? I think it was. He scored a goal and got ended up getting carried off on a stretcher and missed a game or two. I think a few seasons ago. Um, I think it was his last goal that season. He, he scored a ball kind of knocked in at the back post at a, at a kind of an awkward angle. But he got carried off on a stretcher so he's had he's had some bad luck you know the ramos thing was the worst obviously i mean that was no one will ever not convince me that that wasn't a, a deliberate that was a judo hold and it, it basically pulled his shoulder out of the socket and it, it took him a little while um the world cup i think the world cup qualifiers that he was in kind of affected him a little bit as well it took him a while to come around after that but for the most part he's just been going for like we're we're Liverpool fans and we watch him all the time and we watch him game by game. But like we've got to think as well of his of his Egyptian, uh, what what he does for Egypt as well. He qualified Egypt Egypt for that World Cup and scored three goals in the competition and was still feeling the effects of the Ramos thing. He scored a penalty, I think, and scored a lob and he scored three goals anyway, I think, in the competition. But didn't quite look as sharp as after after his 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 shoulder injury that he could have, I suppose. But the, obviously through no fault of his own um you know he's he just never there's no complaints like the lads were saying earlier on there is just no complaints of him he just gets on with it and you know the, the lack of protection he gets from referees remember we haven't had a penalty in a year that's the that's the current stat we haven't had a penalty in a year uh and Salah gets triple and quadruple teamed every week gets hammered look at Martinez with the forearm smash in the face on Sunday no free kick no book game after game after game after game you've got to look at that stat uh like I'd, I'd love to see somebody going back on all our games over the, the follow the, the previous few years and see how many times he was actually fouled when he didn't get a foul because it's I'm sure it's 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 one of the highest totals in football history I'd say he's been he's been absolutely hammered down the years there that's kicking him and nothing so you know and never says a word just gets up scores a goal and does what's in the picture <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean for the audio listeners the picture they put on screen is is one that Mo Salah posted himself he was obviously delighted to have broken 
uh, Robbie Fowler's record and to to do it against the Manx. And the photo is him. It sort of looks like he's levitating. It looks like he's he's taking off from the Anfield turf, having already discarded his number eleven shirt, and he's absolutely delighted to have scored. And and this kind of thing, it's a brilliant point, Nigel. The the amount of times, I mean, I I was surprised because actually Andy Madley gave a free kick up for a foul on Salah, and I in the first couple of minutes of the match, and I was like. Oh, people actually see it now. But then, of course, you know, he, 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 he didn't give the obvious, like, you know, forearm to the face, which is fucking ridiculous uh, That to, to not, you know, especially right in front of the assistant. I mean, that's just like, that's just shocking. So who knows why? Maybe it's linked to the Islamophobia that goes around. Maybe it isn't. But, you know, he's definitely, you know, maybe it's an anti-Liverpool thing because a lot of the refs are from Manchester. I don't know if there's a conspiracy or not, but he 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 certainly doesn't get his fair treatment of fouls. Um, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't whinge, he doesn't scream and, and things like that. Alan, what what would you like to say? Yeah, sorry, Owen, you just said it there in the end. I was just gonna say it's because he doesn't whinge or cry mm. or run the ref or scream or go on like like mm. uh, like a Jack Greedy rolling around like he's had to be shot by four different assassins. Yeah, or That's Bruno Fernandez holding his face with a push to the chest. I was actually sitting uh, actually in the pub the other day for the first time in a long time looking at the game, and I ended up sitting beside two Manchester United fans who were quite nice lads for a play to them. And with that elbow in, in Mo's face, you know, obviously I, me and a few other Liverpool fans were saying that's clear or foul. And one of the Man United guys beside me, um, Stephen, I think it was, said, my God, imagine if that happened to Fernandez, he'd be rolling around. And then later on, later on the game, Fernandez going to roll around, yellow card for Fabinho. It's just, it's the difference. Yeah. More, yeah, more happens nice. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Happens all the time. And they know it. The professionals know it. I mean, you know, but like Conor Gallagher last night in Chelsea versus Dortmund, um, you know, there was, a, there was Dortmund having a, had an amazing break on. He chucked himself to the floor and screamed. And he got a free kick. And all of the replays show that there was absolutely no contact. But he just, you know, he, 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 you know, jumped like a salmon and, you know, flopped to the floor and uh, screamed and rolled around and the ref gave a foul. It's difficult for the refs because, you know, there are so many contacts that are genuine. But there are so many that aren't. And I think, you know, something needs to be done about that. It's absolutely ridiculous. But Mo Salah doesn't, you know, degrade himself to that level. He's just always on this super, you know, wonderful, like, character, beautiful uh, attitude. Um, and he's all about scoring goals and playing. And if they can do whatever you want, but you're not going to stop him. Um, the eighteen nineteen season. We have to sort of rifle through the seasons. We've only got about twenty minutes left. But the eighteen nineteen season. He was, of course, the European champion, and he won his second Golden Boot in two seasons. Um, uh, you know, he started the season, if you remember, um, signing a new deal on the second of July, twenty eighteen. And Jurgen Klopp said that the, the news was uh, important as a statement of intent in terms of Liverpool's status in the football world. And he's been a huge part of lifting the status of Liverpool, hasn't he, Brian? Yeah, and uh, it's good that you bring that up because actually I think that's probably the most important moment in, I would even go as far as saying even more important than winning the European Cup. Um, because that's, in my memory, that's the first time we've had a global superstar on our hands who did not go and sign for another another team. Or, you know, the only one I can think of is Stephen Gerrard, but, you know, there was a time even Stephen Gerrard, Liverpool lad, you know, born and bred, like very close to signing for Chelsea, because there was a big part of him that knew that he had to if he wanted to kind of... Um, you know, um, reach his goals in, in football and the footballing world. But thank God, you know, that his heart ruled over his head. Um, but that was a real statement of intent because, uh, you know, Jurgen Klopp, when he first came, when he came, he, he said, uh, we have to make the fans believe again and we have to make Liverpool a destination, not a, not a stopping point. And, uh, and that's what he did, he, you know, and, and Mo Salah was the beginning of all of those brilliant players, you know, that we've all enjoyed over the past how many years. And they've all, 
you know, that's the one thing that uh, the modern football fan kind of forgets sometimes, I think, not, I mean, present company excluded, um, but, you know, the people who are kind of tapping away on the, on the keyboards and saying, where is this, where is that? We have not lost a player for God knows how long now. All of these amazing players have all ex- signed extension after extension after extension. And we've met, that's why we've won so many things. That's why we've had so many amazing nights. And um, for me, that was a huge, huge moment in Liverpool history. Because as a, as a fan, because I, I started following Liverpool seriously in the Spice Boys days. <laughs> my timing wasn't great um and i remember thinking the frustration for me was we'd always have these amazing players and they would always get nicked they would always go on somewhere else or and there was always this feeling god if they could all just stay together for a couple of seasons could you imagine how much fun it would be if that player hadn't left and this player hadn't left and maybe if we just got four of them together for one season how much fun would we have and now we've had all of them together the whole starting eleven. You know, and uh, he was the beginning of that, and uh, and 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 it's it's a, it'll go down as a very important moment in Liverpool history. The fact that he said, "No, I'm not going to Real Madrid. I'm not going to Barcelona. I'm staying right here," and uh, it was a real turning point for Liverpool. It's a brilliant answer, absolutely. Because I think I think it was Steve McManaman back in those days, wasn't it, who set a precedent by buggering off to Real Madrid in 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 his prime. Um, you know, he's now that we know what he's like on commentary, then, uh, you know, you can see, you can sort of question what goes on in his mind anyway. Um, but so that, but that sort of set a precedent and it was a bad precedent. You know, Michael Owen did it, of course, uh, even though he wasn't the player that he was, you know, he wasn't, he had already, he was already past his prime by the time he joined Real Madrid, but still the idea was there that it's okay to leave Liverpool. Xabi Alonso did it, there were three massive ones. And then of course, Luis Suarez, to Barcelona, absolutely four huge players for us who 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 buggered off, and um, you know most of them. I don't know. I don't know. Steve McManaman, if he had his time again, would he be able to think about uh, you know put it into context and and decide if he made the right choice or not? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, in that year, eighteen nineteen, he won the Pushcast Award for arguably what wasn't his best goal of that season, um, let alone anyone else's season for that goal against Everton. But he loved that goal. Apparently he said that that was his favourite goal for Liverpool because it won the Pushcast Award and because it was against Everton. Lovely stuff. He scored tonnes of goals against Everton and against Manchester United. He's our top ever scorer against Manchester United with 12 goals. As Gary said in the chat, he really set the pace on Sunday, absolutely, um, and uh, yeah, but in 1819, of course, we ended up winning the Champions League. Um, you know, along the way, he broke loads of records. He he became, for example, um, against Red Star Belgrade on the 24th of October that season. He scored twice, as he does, and his second goal was his 50th for the club, and he was the the fastest player in Liverpool history to reach the half century of goals, 50 in 65 games only. And he, you know, he follows it up. He scores a hat trick against Bournemouth um, on the 8th of December, which moved us to the top of the league table. Of course, we ended up just missing out that season, um, despite, uh, you know, despite everything. I mean, we, we, we won 26 games that season, which was our Premier League record equaling. I mean, lost out by a point. And that disappointment was was gone in the, in the Champions League final against Tottenham. Um, you know, that, that penalty, Nigel, uh, what, do you remember when he took it? I couldn't watch. I mean, he was as cool as a cuke, but I, 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 I couldn't watch. Oh, I remember it really well, yeah. We were up in the, the pub. There was a big, big crowd up there that night and uh, we got the penalty and oh, he just... You just knew when he lined it up. I had absolutely no no doubt whatsoever he was going to score. And I had 20 quid on him to score the first goal. So he was 3-1, to one, I remember, that night. And I got double odds on it as well. Nice. So, yeah, it was great. Um, I It was just... It, it, the, probably the worst score that could have happened to Spurs that night was Salah because it just he just gives everybody a huge lift when he scores. Like, it, it, it's like the lad said earlier on, icon. 
our iconic player. If if people are, are around the world, the word Liverpool FC is mentioned. If it's not Klopp as the face of Liverpool, it's Mo Salah. That's the, just, just the way it is. Um, you know, he means so much to everybody. He's definitely the on-field face of the club, so to speak, at the moment. Um, you know, just... Uh, it, was, it was great. It was to see him with that trophy that night after what he'd gone through the season before with Ramos was um, amazing stuff. It was beautiful redemption, absolute redemption, poetic redemption. Um, and and you know th- that season. I mean, it was crazy. It was the second fastest uh, Champions League final goal in history after Paolo Maldini in two thousand and five. Um, and then he was nominated. I mean, he hasn't even won a Ballon d'Or. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know who who makes these decisions. Yes, I do. They're French journalists, and they, uh, you know, if they they they're just not watching enough Liverpool games. It's clear clear enough. Um, on, uh, the 2019-20 uh, Premier League uh, was uh, the season when we won the league, and Salah um, played a huge part in that. For me, the most iconic. Um, goal of that season for the Premier League campaign because um, I think for example Bobby Firmino's goal when we won the FIFA Club World Cup was also an iconic goal uh, but um, the of course it was the one against Man United Alan um, that one I also oh Nigel's holding up he's got a he's got a, a, a framed photo of Mo Salah celebrating that goal again with his top off revealing his his six pack his 12 pack his 24 buy two get one free pack and it's a it's a beautiful beautiful picture nigel that was the uh only time i mean the other day against manchester united i end up dropping my trousers and running around my my flat um but uh sorry for too much information uh no picture but, uh, that i hope pardon wait no wait, wait, picture oh. of that i hope no <laughs> oh, what right there no picture of that and you took your trousers no off picture of that oh, no. no yes i did yes I, I, it was after salah's right foot volley that smashed in off the crossbar it was so Very fucking glorious <laughs> i just dropped my trousers and i saw, i almost fell over my trousers because they were around my ankles um but anyway <laughs> this goal against manchester united when uh it was the it was the two deal when, when when you know that amazing red sky at night anfield um I, I took my top off and I was uh, I was twirling it around my head. And at that time, I lived in a studio flat. So, I mean, the other day, nobody saw me running around, uh, you know, bollock naked. Uh, but, um, but uh, well, no, just bottom half naked. But, um, it, it, the, it, you know, when I was twirling my, my uh, shirt around my head for the 2-0 game for Salah's goal, um, my girlfriend was there because we lived in a studio flat and she drew... Uh, a cartoon of it because she was so amused by my reaction because she doesn't even like football she doesn't get it uh but uh there you go so um alan uh do you remember this goal Everybody oh, God. Does. yeah first i have to get the picture of you on my head first um yeah sorry too much information <laughs> swinging your tra- you're swinging your trousers around this time were you well, <laughs> well yeah no that's uh that's the next time that's when we beat them eight bill that's the next time <laughs> um yeah oh that that goal yeah, the minute, the minute you spoke for that season, I knew that was the goal you were going to mention because it's it's the time we were spending so much time, you know, trying not to um, say we're going to win the league. But that goal was the moment. I think I think everybody that moment celebrated the league, even though it was still early on the season. But yeah, that's iconic. Like this, you can see it. I can see I can see it, the goal from start to finish. Now I can see him run up the pitch. I can remember the the excitement. I can remember feeling never doubting he was going to score you know it was just one it wasn't one of those 50 50s where really score really not you, you just had that feeling he's going to bury this and that's it and then when he, when he buried it and took off his top and just celebrated like it's one of those memories that's going to be in our lives every liverpool fan's life iconic for the rest of our lives like like just so many goals I was trying to think about there this morning about his great goals, and there's so many. But the two that stick out to me is the one against Man City the year where he lobbed the keeper as as a great goal, and the Man United goal. That Man United goal. There were big statement goals. You know, he makes yeah. he made a statement with that goal that you know we're Liverpool, we're here, we're going to win the league. And as you said, he's so modest as we've said already. So for him for him to rip off his top like that is making a statement. You know and. No words. He doesn't need any words. Just make that statement and be humble again, and that's it. God. So, would you say? Would you say they're your two favourite Salah goals? Then the one against City and the Man United ones, or are there, are there more that you absolutely loved? Well, yeah, and and that goal in the Arsenal game that I'm saying about that yes. in the stadium. That 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 is my yes. most memory, I suppose, for for personal reasons. 
But yeah, that 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 Man United goal is number one in my memory. And Excellent. again, the City goal, he's he's had better goals than that than that lot. But it was the moment, the game, the you know, the time he scored. It's just totally. the moment of time. Yeah. Totally, totally. Um, we've only got a few minutes left. I mean, I was going to go through all of his career until now. There's too much to talk about because he's broken too many records. I'm just going to ask you about your own personal sort of favourite moment. So, Brian, what about? What about you? Favorite, you know, Mo Salah goals? Would it be those? Or um, well, I don't know. I don't know why I was called Cody Gappo, Connor Gappo, <laughs> but uh, okay. the... Cody, I promise you, Cody Gappo. <laughs> At least you're not calling him Gappo. What... Okay, no, Gappo, Gappo. It's not a story. Gappo, Gap. Okay, no, no, you're man. saying it. Let's call Gak. him your man. Po. No, it's easy. <laughs> Repeat it. Gappo. Gappo. Well, that's very good. There we go. That's well done. Anyway, when Connor scored that goal Cody. at the weekend, <laughs> Cody, I, not Connor. you know what? I was so excited. I took my pants off and I stuck my arse in a warm <laughs> oven. Honest to God. I was like, my wife was like, what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> Connor just scored. It's amazing. Cody, not Connor. <laughs> Cody, Cody, Cody just scored. No, but when, but that goal was as much as about <laughs> Salah as it was about Cody, uh, because the way he turned that player inside out was like yes. peak Mo, and that's what we. Well, I don't know if we, but that's when, I, when I'm watching with my buddy, that's what we think about when we think about Mo. We don't want to see him out there in the right, like in the middle of nowhere. We want to see him in the box, just turning people inside out. Anytime he gets the ball, I always scream. On toast, on toast, Mo. God, just, <laughs> just make him want to never play football ever again. And the, the amount of times <laughs> I've seen him over over the years, just wasn't it? Was it the city game? The city uh, goal that he scored, where there was like he put three players on their arse and then just scored. Uh, he, he did that a, a few times. Yeah, against City, against uh, Napoli, against you know with Kudibali. Uh, he did it against. I think that the City game was the one that really meant something to me because City was supposedly the peak, you know, the the best, the best, the best round, and he just made them look like fools, and and then just popped it in, and then he did it again the week later. I think he went through a phase of just scoring the most amazing goals week in week out. Yeah. 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 And you just laughed at the time. You're thinking, what am I watching here? This is amazing. You know, we've we've had some amazing players over the years. I think of Suarez, you know, and peak Suarez. He did things with the ball. You couldn't you're just like, wow. And he's in that category. He's in the wow category. When he's on, when he's in the mood, he just pulls things out and makes things happen. And I, I, can, I can't think of a better assist than the one for uh, Cody at the weekend. You know, I can't think of a goal where you, you're talking as much about the, the person who assisted it and it wasn't a cross as that goal. It unbelievable. And then, Absolutely. yeah, just the way that the two of them linked up, the whole thing, the whole goal, it was just it's just a beautiful thing. So, if I had to pick one, I'd be City. City, I like it. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's really good. And I, I, recommend, I uh-huh. recommend for the next goal, if it's a special one, stick your ass in the oven. You'll know what it's all about. <laughs> Very good advice, sage advice from Brian. There, yes, do 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 uh, do try that at home. Um, make sure the oven's not on. And uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, Nigel, what about you? Favorite Mo Salah goal or moment? Obviously, that one. Just the on one. the outskirts of this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For the audio, for the audio listeners, for the when you say that one, you're Nigel's holding you're up his go. his framed photo of the Mo Salah Man United goal. On the outside, on the outside, the writing says, "Now you're going to believe us. We're going to win the league." Fantastic! With the picture, but, absolutely. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of really, really important goals. But I remember, but I was up in the pub again one night, and I hadn't seen some of my friends in a while because we, you remember the, we played Arsenal at Anfield, and we were winning two 0 Joel Mackip scored a goal, a header, and then Mo scored a penalty, got brought down, uh, or no, didn't get it, brought down. Um, Sideshow Bob grabbed him and and pulled his jersey back, and he took a really, really great penalty. But then it was a ball cleared up, a kind of a quick clearance from the edge of the, our box to Mo and Sideshow Bob on the halfway line. And he spun him. And I tapped my friend on the shoulder. I said to him, this is a goal. As soon as he turned him. And he went <laughs> running on, running on, running on, slotted it past the goalkeeper. And he see my friend turned yeah, him. Yeah, he was... Yeah, he said, you knew. We yeah. just knew. <laughs> he, you, he was running for about five minutes before putting it in, but you're absolutely yeah. right. There was no oh, doubt. Just, just knew straight away once he got past your man. Well, totally. I, I, he should have been sent off anyway, I think, that day. But uh, yeah, so many done. goals. Um, the Two goals against Roma in the first leg of the semi-final, the year we got beat. That's what I was going to say. On a, 
uh, against Allison. He scored a, a corner like the Everton, a against Allison in the in the corner, like the like the goal against Everton. It was probably more in the corner than the Everton one, even. And then Bobby it was. It's the most in cor- in the corner shot I've ever seen. I've, I've I've never seen anyone else hit the top corner, the inside of the frame of the goal, yeah. and it go in. It's absolutely amazing. You've seen him hit the uh, top corner and and go out. That's happened a few times yeah. in in my watching football. But for any team in the world ever to actually hit the top corner, the actual top corner, I couldn't even do it in FIFA, and I was cheating all the time. But anyway, um, the second yeah, goal there were so many. The second goal, yeah. yeah when when Bobby played him through, and Alice, Ali was coming running out, and he just flicked it over the top of him into the goal. Yes, it was just, of course, beautiful goal. Sublime. There are so Sublime. many sublime moments. Do you remember when Steve Cook, um, basically ah. from Bournemouth, hacked at his Achilles yes. and he still managed to score from an incredible angle despite that, the fact that he that just bullet against, that bullet against Chelsea into the top corner. Yes, well. so many of them. He's oh, done man. the sublime, he's done the ridiculous. Uh, you know, we have to finish, unfortunately, because I've got uh, I've got other things to do. I've got I've got to got to work, I've got a job, good lord. Um uh yeah so um you know we could be here all day we've only got as far as the uh you know the 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 beginning of talking about well the end of 1819 i suppose we talked a little bit about that but anyway um we haven't done enough we haven't done them enough justice as mr boombastic said in the in the comments you know i think the mount rushmore of liverpool football club added a new face when he broke robbie fowler's record he is deified in liverpool's history now and that's absolutely brilliantly put. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Yes, he is. He is indeed. And, you know, we can just look back and smile and go through his best goals and find lists of the records he's broken and just marvel at our Egyptian genius, Mo Salah, the Egyptian king, uh, you know, the angel, the god himself. Yes, Nigel? Allah, Allah wears Mo Salah pajamas. <laughs> well, yes, okay. Um, yeah, well, uh, it may be, it may be true. Who knows? Um, thank you very much, Nigel and Alan and Brian. It's been a, it's been a marvelous, marvelous time uh, to reminisce with you. And thank you to everybody in the chat and everybody listening at home. This has been Cop on Podcast. Um, we'll be back after the Bournemouth game. Uh, be difficult, very tough one after the big high of of beating Man United seven nil. You know, we have to be very, very, very. Did we make it seven nil? I missed. I didn't. I get didn't catch the game. What was the score? It was against. I think it was against Manchester United at Anfield, and we won seven nil. Seven, not seven. six. Seven nil. Yeah, it's the equal oh. biggest oh. defeat in their history, and it's the first time since uh, eighteen ninety five, I think, that we scored seven against them. When in that game too, three players scored braces. And one, and then what we had one other scorer. So there you go, history repeating. It's absolutely nuts. Seven of them. Um, thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you, and uh, take care. You'll never walk alone. <laughs>